we have a six-figure income, but mm-hmm. we had no money. We, ha- we had no cash, and we had maxed out, at the time, five credit cards. We had over $109,000 worth of debt. It was really kind of a rock-bottom moment and, and realized that you know we, we really needed to make a change or you know, we just could not continue on the path we were with the money we were spending. Came into the marriage. When we got married in 2002, both of us, you know, brought our own debt. I had student loans. He had, you know, some credit card, pretty some pretty sizable credit card. And then, of course, we were buying cars, leasing cars, you know, just things that um, normal people do once they once they start to get married and put down roots. I think we both just came from bad backgrounds, you know, from our from a family standpoint of, uh, you know, our families didn't handle money well. And so we knew that if we were to continue doing the things that we were doing, that we're going to have similar results. You know, we're like, well, we don't want the results. We want to have results where we, you know, kind of are able to start a family and buy a house and, you know, go on nice vacations and be able to, you know, save for retirement and potentially retire even early, you know. Um, And so we knew that if we were in this debt, that those things weren't possible. So it really uh, was kind of, we, we had that common goal of, okay, let's sit down and figure out what's important to us and then work towards, you know, that goal together. Welcome to Couple Money, a podcast focused on helping spouses get on the same page, dump their debt faster, and get on the path to financial freedom together. I'm your host, El Martinez. This podcast is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Learn how by visiting bankbetter.org. How are you doing? I hope you're having a wonderful week. So we're back. It's a new year and a new season of the podcast. I want to start off by saying thank you. Your support has been incredible and because of it, we're here for season 10. When I started Couple Money, the site and the podcast a few years ago, my goal was pretty simple. Help couples not only get their finances in a good spot, but find a way for money to be a way to work together instead of being a source of stress. Whether you're paying down debt, saving for a dream, or going down the path of financial independence, the main focus is doing it as a team. We'll definitely be covering that this season, but there's another issue I've been seeing that's added a layer of unnecessary stress when it comes to finances. As I look at my newsfeed on my phone or catch some stories that get picked up, I just see this trend of huge stories. For example, debt-free stories where the couples have paid massive amounts of debt off, I'm talking six figures, in a crazy short amount of time. Couples who have saved 60-70% of their income in a year. Now, these are incredible stories and I have at times found them to be motivating and challenging us to look at how we spend money. But when these are the stories that get picked up again and again, you kind of get a bit fatigued. And when the headlines only tell part of the story, like the fact that they're making an incredible amount of money you can get discouraged that you're not having the same results. And then finally, 
I've noticed many of them skip the most important part, especially when you're in a marriage, in a relationship, trying to work as a team, which is getting on the same page and aligning with your goals. If you're reading or listening to the stories and you're not at that point yet, you can almost feel like throwing up your arms and giving up. But I don't want you to give up. I would love for you to tackle these big goals. But more importantly, I want the two of you to feel comfortable and excited about the plan you two carved out for yourselves. How? By acknowledging while there are certain financial principles that are incredibly helpful and that you should use, we all have different approaches to how we tackle our goals. Today, we're going to do that with one of the most common goals families have with their finances, paying off their debts. Today, I want to share some guests that we've had on the show who have become debt-free, but who had different amounts and timetables. In this episode, we're going to be looking at the step-by-step process of how to set up a system to pay off your debts faster, some of the most common hangups couples have with becoming debt-free, and then talk about tools and apps that can make the process much easier. Let's get started. Paying off debt, especially high interest debts like credit cards and avoiding overspending with unnecessary payments can really shift the finances in your favor. With high interest debts, things can get out of control even if you're current with your payments. And if you have a habit of putting things on a payment plan, what you're really doing is locking up your money month after month until it is knocked out. So the first step with paying off your debt faster is knowing the balance. And one big challenge that many couples have with figuring out how much debt they have is the fact that it's spread across several different accounts. One or both of you may have credit cards, car loans, student loans. So you may be looking at six or more accounts. That's why you can have a healthy income like Brian mentioned at the beginning with their six-figure income and yet carry a substantial amount of debt. So the solution here is make it easier on yourselves. Make it easy to stay on top of your money by being able to see your balances right away. And for the goal of paying off debt, there are two particular numbers you want to keep an eye on. The total amount of debt and then also your monthly cash flow. So we already talked about the debt, all the different accounts that you could have, a car loan, credit card, student loans, maybe you already have a mortgage, but make sure you know how much debt you have in total and then also the interest rates on all of the accounts. And with the second number, your monthly cash flow, what we're trying to do is figure out how much free money you currently have so you can use that to pay the debt off faster. Now, you can always dig around through your bills, take time to log into all your accounts, get the data you need, and do that month after month. However, there is a way to streamline the process so the two of you can get an accurate snapshot and have a quick and easy way to track your progress. It's using an app. There are many free and low-cost options out there, and I'll go into detail with the show notes so you can read the reviews and see what's the best fit for you, but I'm just going to name a few of them right now. There's personal capital. If you're a couple and you're specifically looking for something that makes it easy for the two of you to communicate over your budget, HoneyFi and Zeta are two great options. If you're more of a spreadsheet person, Tiller can take that information with whatever spreadsheet you prefer to use and then automatically pull in that data from your bank for you. 
And then if you're more of a visual person, you can use mint. Once you have the hard numbers in front of both of you, it's time to start talking. That was kind of the one, the first thing we did was just to really get organized to understand um, the money, our money. What, you know, what was our money coming in? Uh, where, what was our money going out? How much debt we were in? And we, we were very surprised to see that we had over $109,000 worth of debt. Uh, and we really didn't understand where that mo- what that money was spent on. Uh, we didn't, you know, we didn't have that much to show for it as far as, you know, we, we own a home. We, we, we had, uh, you know, two cars. Uh, but it wasn't like we were living, um, you know, we, we didn't have a lot of other toys. Uh, uh, so it was just, we were spending, uh, money on just our day to day, uh, our, you know, day to day life. Um, we had three children. Um, so we were spending it on just day-to-day things, just really overspending it on day-to-day things. This is something that comes up again and again when couples first look at their numbers and they see all the accounts and they see their cash flow. The instinct in the beginning is to think that there's one or two expenses that are really contributing to the problem. And sometimes there are, but a lot of times it's overall lifestyle inflation and overspending in certain areas that really have caused the majority of problems. And that might not feel good at first, but actually that is a good sign. That means you can find ways to cut back in your spending without doing anything too drastic. And we'll get into timetables in just a minute, but there's also another particular thing that couples should be aware of as they look at their numbers. When I had interviewed Carl Richards, who's a certified financial planner and a New York Times contributor, one of the things we talked about was how to approach finances objectively, especially since it can be emotional on its own with your own spending, and then also with your spouse who has their own view of finances. And he had a great suggestion. What he had said is, look at the budget, from the expense side at first. Look at last month's expenses and then just go line by line through it. But don't say, I can't believe you spent on that or that's a ridiculous price for that. Instead, he suggested simply acknowledging what you spent and then ask yourself, not each other, but ask yourself, how much joy did I get out of that? Or did that bring us closer to our goals? Or how do I feel having spent that? And what you'll start doing is identifying areas in which you personally uh, maybe have overspent or maybe now see like when I go to this store, I'm not getting the value I think I'm getting or I can get the same amount of happiness or joy and not spend that much. And so what you're doing here is finding ways that you personally take responsibility for. You're not playing the blame game, but you're acknowledging ways that you can trim back the budget. And really, it's about aligning it closer to your big goals and your dreams. And if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time or have read my book, you know that's a big thing, defining what's the big goal that you guys are working towards. I'll link in the show notes to my book and the episodes where we really dive in deep. But a question that you can ask each other to kind of get the ball rolling is with the debt payments we're making, maybe it's 300, 400, even more, 500, 600 a month going towards paying these debts off. What would we rather do with that money? And let that sink in. See what matters to each of you and then where your goals are already in sync. 
I think you'll be surprised with how in tuned you are when you approach it from a goal standpoint and not just tackling a certain amount of debt in a certain amount of time. As Deacon had pointed out, focusing on your why and the goal behind paying off the debt can be extremely motivating. I think that a lot of people, they want to get out of debt or they want to achieve financial dependence, but unless they solidify their why, uh, there's, it's very unlikely they'll get there because the why is what motivates us in the tough times, right? Like the reality is, is life can be hard and it can throw curveballs your way. And unless you have that why, like, Hey, I want to put my kids through college or, um, I want to be able to travel or I want to be able to serve worthy causes or whatever it might be. Um, unless we have that, we're not likely to motivated to stick to our goals when tough times hit. So, um, so for us, it was really figuring out what is that why working on it as a team together, um, and then letting that motivate us to stick through the hard times and, and even maybe be more intentional about kind of our decisions so that we can achieve our goals. So now that you know how much debt you're in and how much money right now you can put towards it, it's time to move to that next stage, figuring out the best way to knock out that debt. Two of the most popular ones that have helped others speed up their debt-free plans are the debt snowball and avalanche. And while they have different names, they are very similar in a few key ways. So with these plans, what you're doing is you're listing all your non-mortgage debt and you are going to be focusing on paying the minimums on every debt that you have except for one. That extra money that you looked at your budget and say we can put towards paying off debt is going to go towards one. And then once that debt is paid off, you're going to roll over that money, the minimum you were putting in, plus the extra into the next debt. And you're going to repeat and keep rolling over your payments until all of that debt is gone. And why these methods work is because people have discovered it is easier to maintain when they are focusing on one debt at a time. And with that intense focus, they can start seeing results. And when you're only putting an extra 10 here, 15 here, that money spread out, you're not really making the progress that you would hope to make. That's when people quit. So by tackling it one by one and having a system to approach it, it makes it more effective. Now, here's where they're different. With the debt snowball, you're going to be tackling your debts based on the balance. It's an approach that Dave Ramsey definitely encourages. And with the debt snowball, you're going to be focusing on those smaller balances because you're getting those psychological wins. Now, for the debt avalanche, you're actually going to be approaching these debts based on the interest rates. And that is more of a financially faster way to pay off your debts. For some people, that's what motivates them. They want to attack based on interest rates. Now, to be honest, as long as you have an approach that works for you, I think either method works really well. I do notice that many in our community love using the debt snowball because even those smaller balances that may or may not have high interest rates, when they're being paid off, it's definitely encouraging. And when you're having those wins, especially in the beginning, you're trying something new, you're cutting back on your spending, having those wins is enough for some families to keep going on. And don't forget, you're trying to do this as a team. So you may find that you might prefer the avalanche because it might get you ahead 
a little bit quicker, but your spouse sees the wins with the snowball method. And so you might decide to go with that method because that has both of you on board. And unless you have significant debt at significant interest rates, when you look at the timetables, there's not too much of a difference. So my advice is go with that method that's going to be easiest to keep for both of you. Now, here's another challenge that couples can have with their debt payment plan. Your spouse is on board with getting rid of debt. They know that it is a drain on your finances, but they're not quite on board with how you're doing it and how fast you're doing it. This is something that Tony had to work through with her husband, Colin. She had discovered Dave Ramsey, loved the program, and as they say in their community, she got gazelle intense. But Colin had a different idea and take on things. He was all excited about it, took it home, took the concept home to my husband, and he was just like, yeah, I'm not feeling that. And it wasn't necessarily like, no, I don't want to get out of debt. It's like, yeah, but what about this? Only $1,000 in savings. What if this, you know, it was an intellectual discussion about, this does not make sense to me. Since he wasn't on board with the timetable and how fast and intense she wanted to pay off the debt, Tony adjusted her approach. Number one, just be patient. You didn't get into debt overnight. Likely you're not going to, you know, without an inheritance or, or winning the lottery, um, you're not going to get out of debt overnight. And so I think just, you know, it's important to just be patient with yourself. My goodness, be patient with the other person, you know, and, uh, and you know, start where you can. It was mostly me in the beginning um, saying, saying, staying consistent. And that's one of the things I definitely like to tell people when you have some conflict or some, you, you're not on the same page, do what you can do and do it consistently and see yeah. if that other person doesn't come on board. And that's what happened. What made this work for Tony and her husband is that they did have some expenses they agreed could be cut back. And then for certain expenses that she had, she cut back a little bit more. And since she was the go-to person for family activities, she would find free and low-cost options that were out there in Chicago where they lived. So if you have a spouse that is on board on paying off debt, but maybe a little hesitant with the speed in which you approach it, Try Tony's way and see if it helps make things easier. So now we come to that final part. We got the plan. We know how much money we're going to put in. And we have an idea of the method that we're going to use. My advice now is to go ahead and automate that as much as possible. One of the big reasons why I'm such a huge fan of automating your finances is because I know most of us have full lives. Between the kids, work, projects that matter to us, our days are pretty much filled. And so if you can offload taking care of the finances while still having a way to check in from time to time, I say go for it. So the first area you want to look at is your bill pay. You can set this up in about 20 minutes and then once a month, you can look at your accounts and make sure everything is working just right. And if you've linked your accounts with one of those money apps, the time is even quicker. So there's no real excuse to not have an easy way to make the payments and track the payments. And you can look at your progress during one of your money dates. Remember, we want to keep this casual. We want to keep this a relaxed setting of looking at your numbers and making sure that it goes closer to your goals. While the amounts paid off and the time they paid it off is different with the stories that I shared here, 
They're now all debt-free couples. Deacon and his wife paid off over $50,000 of debt in two years, which was pretty fast. We have Tony and Colin who paid off over $100,000 of debt in about six or seven years. And then Brian and his family paid off their $100,000 of debt a little over four years. And you know what? Even though the timetable is different, they're all happy with where they are now. Not only are they debt-free, but they are working together with their finances. And that's what I want to have happen with you guys this year. I want you to have a win paying off a debt this year, but then doing it as a team. So if you want to discuss this more, maybe get ideas, uh, swap some strategies and tactics, don't forget to join us in the Thriving Families group in Facebook. We have hundreds of families already in there. It's always growing. It's free to join. And we'd love to have you be there with us. Just head over to couplemoney.com slash FB. Hope to see you there this week. This segment is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. If you want to live better, you got to bank better. Find out how at bankbetter.org. Before we wrap up, I want to share a few key takeaways I got from preparing this episode, as well as a money tip that you can use this week to bring you one step closer to your big goals. The first one is I want you to get smart with your goals. What exactly is that? It's a framework to make sure that you are actually going to achieve your goals. It's taking what you're planning, paying off debt, and breaking it down. So with SMART goals, you're going to be specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. So instead of saying, we're going to pay off debt this year, I want you to break it down. I want you to be specific. Is there a credit card that you're trying to pay off or a certain amount of a student loan that you want to knock out? Be specific as possible. When you have that number, it's measurable. You can see the progress that you're making every month or every paycheck. And when you keep it smaller, looking at a certain specific amount or a certain credit card, for example, that's more attainable. You want this to be relevant to your goals. What is the big picture that you're trying to achieve? Make sure that paying off this debt aligns with it. And then the last step is being time-based. When do you want to have this paid off? So when you're making this goal of paying off debt, by breaking it down and being very specific about it, you're more likely to achieve. The second tip is related, and it's also going to help you reach your goals faster, which is visualizing what you would be able to do with that money once you're debt free. Let's say you pay off your credit cards. That monthly amount that you're sending in for your cards, what are you going to be able to do? Could you build your savings, maybe take a family vacation, or maybe use that money so you're able to change or pivot your career? Whatever it is, have a way for you to have that reminder, because as you're paying off that debt, if you have a large amount, you need some way to stay motivated. And if you're ready to really tackle this debt, the first step I'm going to tell you is absolutely organizing your finances this year. I want this to be a great year for you. And an important way to do that is to stay on top of your money and actually know what's going on with it. So this week's money tip is to set aside an evening or an afternoon this week and dig through and link up your accounts. Knowing how much you're bringing in and how much you owe can actually make you feel more in control. 
And there are several free and low-cost apps we mentioned earlier in the show, or you can go Brian's route and pull out the spreadsheets. However you want to do it, just make sure you have a system. And this is going to set you up for the rest of the year, because as you're tackling these goals, you have an easy way to check your progress. And if you need to adjust something, because it does happen, it's quick and easy to see what needs to be fixed. So go ahead, set aside time this week to make sure that your accounts are in an easy to find spot so you know what your balances are. I want this year to be less stress and more results when it comes to your finances. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that it helps you too to jumpstart your debt-free journey. As always, I'm gonna have the resources we mentioned in this episode, including some bonuses, like the free five days to 5k course. It takes you through in a week the system that we use to find money within our budget and how to optimize expenses and earn a little more on the side to dump debt faster. Just go to the show notes or if you just want to sign up now, go to couplemoney.com slash 5k. Next week on the podcast, we're looking at another huge goal couples have every year when it comes to money how to save more. I'm going to share ways that you can become super savers now and still enjoy life. So if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed. You don't want to miss out on that episode. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it. And if you want to share this episode or show with your friends, I would be so grateful. Let's make money a way to connect instead of being a wedge or a source of stress in our marriages. Our theme song today was by Gentle Regime, additional music by Lee Rosevere. Finally, and most importantly, I want to say thank you so much. I appreciate your support. If you have any questions, please email me, alecouplemoney.com. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.